Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just, okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Yeah, what? Hi! Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Chewing mangoes ASMR. Hi, welcome to Mango ASMR with your mango boys, Jimmy and David. Uh, we got the fattest mangoes in the whole town, and we're going to spread them around. Mm-hmm. Mango spray every day. The right? terps, them ill terps. Ill terps, what's that? Terpenes. You oh. know the stuff that gives weed flavor? Yeah. It's Isn't the same thing that gives fruit flavor. Are you serious? Yeah. Terpenes? Mm-hmm. What is a terpene? It sounds like turpentine. Look it up, baby. Google that shit. <laughs> um, do you have a song you want to start with, Andy? Do you have an instrumental track I can play? Mm. You probably have one that you've done yeah. yourself, right? I have an instrumental that's really good. Is it on YouTube or is it on Spotify? Both. What's it's, it on YouTube? It's, it's instrumental for the first four minutes and okay. then there's little vocals at the end. Great. What is it? Um, Sunny Side of the Street by Dizzy Gillespie. Oh. You mean that old song? That old song, baby. That's my favorite jazz song. This is? Yeah. I love how it's just like, it's just like instrumentals forever. And the vocals hit at the end. Hi. Hey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Live the Tape with my guest Andy Milanakis today. How are you, Andy? I'm, I'm fucking feeling groovy, baby. What's making you feel so groovy today, baby? Is it the mangoes? Is it the air? Is it the lotion in your hair? What is it? It's the first time I got some good sleep in a long time, baby. What are you credited to? Do you use CBD? What is it? Talk about it. No, just uh, being back in my own bed. Back in my own bed after being on a nice... (laughs) On a trip, right? Yeah. I've been on a lot of trips lately. I tripped a lot on the woods here lately. Yeah, once I get back from motherfucking Reno, then I'm going to be back for like two months. I'm going to chill, post up on my Casper mattress. You like the Casper? I like the Casper. Are you sponsored by Casper? I'm not technically sponsored by them, but I did get a free one from oh, them. Oh, you did? Okay. I got. I, I bought a Casper with someone's discount code, and I got to say, I don't like it anymore. Why not? Um, It's too soft. It's too fucking... Uh, I want a harder mattress. I don't want... You know, I, don't want I don't like anymore is memory foam. Okay, you know, I was a big fan of Tempur-Pedic for a uh-huh. while, and then I kind of fell out of love of it because I like to lounge on my bed on my laptop, like right. on, my, on my fat tummy and what shit. What is Tempur-Pedic? Does that mean something? Tempur-Pedic is like the most popular memory foam in the oh, world. Oh, it's memory kinda foam. kind of started it, yeah. Yeah, I fucking hate memory foam. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of like Tempur-Pedic was too mushy and shit, but... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Something about Casper that I really like. Yeah, I just want a goddamn regular bed. Just sleep on the floor. I don't. That's too hard. <laughs> Floor's too hard. Bed's too. It's just the squish. I don't want the squish. I want like a. Yeah. I want like a hotel bed sometimes. Yeah, I mean some hotel beds are you sink into though, and some of them yeah. are 
a little bit harder. But I feel you. I like I like both. I like sometimes I like hard beds. Sometimes I like a cheap mattress. I just got a I just got a weighted blanket. You did? I want to try that out. It's such a hot thing now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be good for me. I really love like I I like a soft goose down yeah. with like no duvet. No way. The thing is, is I feel like the weighted blanket thing for me is an old thing. Like I grew up in Minnesota, right, mm-hmm. where it's cold as fuck, and you have a heavy blanket on. If you have like a heavy wool blanket, like a Pendleton blanket, or if you have like a big afghan that's knitted, mm-hmm. that's weighted already. Yeah, but is it like fifteen pounds though? No, but it's you don't need it to be that heavy. I mean, I got a fifty-pound one. Fifty pounds? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I got one that, that makes it impossible to breathe. <laughs> It's called, I got, a, it's I called got a, a killer. I got an anvil. I just sleep under an anvil. Yeah, I took an anvil and wrapped a bunch of yarn around it, and then I uh, <laughs> put it on top of a piece of plywood that's covered with a sheet. Hell yeah, bro. That's, that's my the way, way we live. Dude, I just want to be a caveman, bro. Yeah. I want to sit on a fire. Really? <laughs> Can't believe you bought mangoes, man. This is usually my move is to bring a fruit to a podcast. Well, I kind of I was playing to my audience. You know, we got to hang out and yeah. get to know each other a little bit. I know. And I saw the guy like screaming with mangoes in his hand while I was in the Uber. Right. And I just like brought him over. I was like, oh. Do you have the skin Johnny on them or no? I can't tell. No, they don't. There's no skin, so I could just take a bite. Yeah, there's some that are softer than others. This is good. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about mangoes. How we both like mangoes a lot. Hell yeah. Mangoes truly are, oh my god, flavor town, baby. God, fuck this, man. <laughs> Too good. I can't handle this right now. How did Ooh. you get so into food stuff? Like, do we always been like a? I mean, really, uh, really into that? Because you're more, way more into it than I am. Okay, so when I first moved to LA, um. I, I used to go to clubs like every fucking night of the week. I used in to New do York? the Hollywood. No, in LA. Really? I used to do the Hollywood thing and just go out to like all the hot, trendy clubs. Why? I was new to LA. Mm-hmm. I had a regular ass job in an office in New York. And then right. all of a sudden I had a lot more time and more money. And I was just like, you know, I just was like, I kind of just went with the flow. Was, was it after just, your show on MTV? Uh, Before, it was kind right? of during. During? Yeah, well, it was kind of during. Yeah. What do you mean during? Because it's like. Well, you shot that in New York, though, right? I shot it in New York, and then by the time the first episode aired, I was back in L.A. Okay. And uh, you mean back to L.A.? Like you back well, to- I was already in L.A. Uh, I already lived in L.A. before I got my show picked up. Okay, I got it. Um, and uh, I went out to a club after my first show came out. Not like the day. I wasn't just like, hey, look at me. My show yeah. came out. But, you know, shortly after my first episode aired, I went out. And I had my first panic attack ever. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. talk, about, talk about this. Um, I went in. I, you know, the guy let me in. I walked in, and it was a Hollywood club. Like, it was a Hollywood club, and like my Spider. shit just came out. So there was a lot of promo for me, and it yeah. was just like all new. And I got like mobbed by people. Oh shit! And I, I never experienced a panic attack before, so I didn't really. I kind of knew what was happening a little right. bit, but it was like I was so out of breath and anxious that I didn't really know what was going on. Wow. But I sat in the corner and I couldn't fucking breathe. So you just felt overwhelmed by all this stuff. I had a full-blown panic attack. And then um, it happened again and it started happening a little bit here and there. Right. And then um, I kind of got over it a little bit, but then I went through a weird fucking period 
and I have no idea why. I can't pinpoint it. I wasn't depressed. I didn't feel like shit. There was nothing wrong with me. Like, I just felt like a pretty normal. But I got, for about a year, I had this crippling panic attack shit that happened when I even, like, left the house. That's, man, it's pretty common, I think. I know yeah. a bunch of people who have that issue. And they've got over it, but it's thing where it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I don't even know how I got over it exactly, but I just did. And, like, now it's very, very, very rare. So you didn't leave your house for a year in L.A.? No, I left my house all the time, but once in a while, just walking down the street, it would just like hit me like a ton of bricks, and I'd be like, why the fuck am I wigging out? Oh, so you, for a year it happened randomly? Is what yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, and then I got over it, and the only times that really, really triggered it was when I had a rap group for a while, and we performed all over. What's that group? Three Loco. Can we play some of that? Yeah, sure. I just kind of want to stitch it in. This is about the time. I remember this. I remember you guys, the We Are Farmers video, because it got yeah. pulled, right? Yeah. Because I got pissed. Yeah, we got That shit was good. Cease and desist order. Well, it's you and, you and Riff Raff and Simon Rex. Yes. How did the fuck did that come together? Well, um, Simon and uh, one of his friends kind of discovered Riff Raff. Because Simon was a rapper. He's a rapper yeah. for a while, right? Yeah, he was a rapper and actor for a while. And he's like, and me and Simon were making music together. Just, you know, we kind of, um, you know Jordan Rubin? I know Jordan Rubin, yeah. Okay, he introduced me and Simon together because when, when I started working on Kimmel, Jordan was like, yo, man, my boy does like the same type of goofy-ass raps as you guys okay. get along. So he brought me up to Simon's house. We kind of hit it off and we kind of like became friends and started making songs together. And then Simon found Riff, and Riff kind of did some old Mike Jones shit where he, like, leaked his own phone number on Mike a video. Mike Jones! Like, he's like, yo, call me up. This is my number. Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we called him up. I had a little video camera. I was making a lot of videos at the time. So, I, you know, we met up with Riff. We walked around freestyling. We went to the weed shop. We, did, we just did a bunch of fuckery. <laughs> and we became friends with him. Yeah. And, uh... Uh, I actually made a song with Riff, just me and Riff, and it was actually turned out to be Nito. Dirt heard it and was like, yo, let me get on that. I'm like, okay. You mean Dirt, Dirt, uh, what's his name, Dirt uh, Nasty? Simon Rex, yeah, Dirt Nasty. Yeah. So Dirt heard that, and he was like, yo, let me get on that. And I was like, yeah, of course. And I think Dirt's manager, maybe, he's like, yo, man, all three of us should just do an album. We should do a group. And you did it. And we did it. That was not that long ago, was it? Uh, I mean, it's now like seven it was years ago, ago. Yeah, Six maybe years seven ago? years ago. That's interesting. But how, how did you get into rap in the first place then? Because you grew up in New York, right? Yeah, I grew up in New York. I didn't grow up in the city, but where I grew up was a very like crazy like rap environment. It well, was very crack filled. What city? <laughs> it was actually not the city. That's what people are but, like shocked by. But what by. city? I mean, like, what was it? Uh, is a town called Mount Kisco. Mount Kisco? Where and is that? And it's in Westchester County, New York. Right. Which is kind of silly because Westchester is really rich in a lot of places. It is, but people don't realize that like Yonkers and shit, there's a lot of rappers from that area. That's oh, technically yeah. Westchester Yonkers County, right? Yonkers is like probably 10 times more dangerous than fucking Manhattan. Fuck yeah, it's Maybe 100 times more. 100 times. Um, and this area I lived in wasn't was no Yonkers, don't get me wrong. Most of it was like... Fancy houses and shit. Yeah. But there's pockets of ghetto anywhere you fucking go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
you could go to fucking Dubai and I'm sure you could find a ghetto area. Yeah. That, you know, like a lot of So ghetto. this was just kinda like a ghetto area. Um and there was a lot of rap music, there was mm-hmm. a lot of weed, there was a lot of crack. And I went from this other place that was not so ghetto, listening to Michael Jackson and shit, right. and then went to this ghetto area where rap music, like the big boom of rap music was all around me 24-7, and I just instantly fell in love, and I started. I bought a boom box, I started buying fucking all these fucking tapes, <laughs> just like, uh, and yeah, I mean, just from when I was super, super young, I just fell in love with it. And what was, it was like just, the first artist you remember, first song that was really used to listen to the most? I mean, Run DMC was on constant replay. Man, I never got into them, but something about that era that just never, like, it never hooked, never set its hooks in me. It was more just, I mean, not that it's bad or anything, more just that um, something because it's so simple. You know what I mean? It's very, it is so simple. very basic. And that's that's because you're listening to it. After it happened, yeah. Obviously, While it the happened, time it's that different. was like the current rap shit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Beastie Boys were definitely in my top right. three back then. Um, um, Do you have a song you can, we can play that's from that era that you want to share? Um, we can we can rate and review. Yeah, how about we listen to? Um, what about we listen to Beastie Boys' new style? Beastie Boys new style. New style. That's off of uh License to Ill? Yep. Okay. I probably heard this. The cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style. Four and three and two and one. And when I'm on the mic, the suckers run. Yeah, to me, like listening to this now, it's almost like comical. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like a parody. Well, they were kind of goofball. Yeah. they were kind of like the first almost comedy white rappers. Right. Is that Herc on that? That's Hurricane. I don't know. Was that before Hurricane? I'm just shuttling through it, so I don't have to play the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of. Skimmers. This part's Feel good. The beat. Mm, drop. Oh, that's the famous. Cooling on the corner on a hot summer's day. That type of beat. That's like I love that type of uh, that bass sound. That what's like yeah. the boom. You hear the uh, reverberation of the bass. The boom. Uh-huh. Boom. There's some there's there's some name for that track, isn't there? It's like a famous because all those early rap tracks, you know, because like all the reggae rhythms have names. Mm-hmm. I always figured that maybe the rap tracks would too, but they don't, do they? I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I know there's different styles, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if they exactly have names. You should have names for them, man. I'm sorry. All right, should... let's name that one Edward. Why would you come here without having names for these beats? <laughs> That beat was called Edward. Oh, it's Edward? Okay, it's like the Beatles haircut. What did the Beatles call their haircut? I don't fucking know. There's some name. When they ask them what their haircut's called, I think they call it. Oh, it's his, my haircut's name is Frank. <laughs> Wacky Brits. They were fucking around. Uh, they, were like, they were like the early Beatles. I mean, the Beastie Boys are just the same as the Beatles, right? Yeah. I actually went to Liverpool, and I went to like all the like the Beatles destinations. It was kind of mm-hmm. cool. 
seeing like where like John met Paul for the first time. It's like a little chicken shop now or something. And just like no, it's a it's a church. It's a church. Yeah, it's they like made a into a church because of that. No, I think I think they met at a church that had like live music or something. I huh. forget. And then there's like a, there's like a lot of songs. I think like Penny Lane. Yeah. And the, there's, like, Penny Lane. there's like a barber shop. Like all the songs. I I think it's the song Penny Lane where they like he he talks about like a bunch of things that are actually in right. Liverpool and you can go see like all those things. Yeah. I don't know, that's kinda cool. That's kinda cool if you like the Beatles. I mean a fucking dork. I know a lot of people hate on the Beatles because they're oh quote unquote overrated. I, I fuck with the Beatles. Yeah, I mean it's sort of like a thing where it's like a cereal or something. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to hate on Honey Nut Cheerios? Well, maybe you hate Honey Nut Cheerios, but if you hate Honey Nut Cheerios, you probably like Crackling Oat Bran. Yeah, true. Which, if I eat Crackling Oat Bran, that's really good for my poo. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it makes, it's just the greatest. I just forgot about that. I got to start eating Crackling Oat Bran again. Is it even still out? I think it is, yeah. I think a lot of old people would be really sad there's no Crackling Oat Bran. True, true. It'd be super What's your bummed. favorite, like, sugary kid cereal? Me? Probably Lucky Charms. Really? Yeah. That's a super sugary Yeah. One. What's yours? I don't know, man. I remember back in the day, I used to fucking love Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. The problem with the Pebbles, though, is they're so small, you can't get them all. I don't like having to... I want to be able to easily finish the bowl. But the Pebbles, they fragment and they become this little dust. The milk is great, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, maybe you should just like glue glue them together or something. With what? Like uh, sugar glue? Like, not just regular Elmer's glue. Oh, cool. Yeah, that'd be a great <laughs> idea. That's what they use in commercials, though. You know that? For milk, do, they yeah. use Elmer's glue. Yeah, yeah. The I TV, learned that when the, I was a kid. I like the t- commercial tricks, and they use like cold burgers covered in like shellac to or look glycerin, sh- right? Yeah, to make it look shiny. Yeah, you can't eat that food. Yeah, I don't want to. Why not? Because it's, it's poison. <laughs> Andy, eat poison. Okay. Eat poison, baby. I poisoned your mangoes, bro. You did? What'd you put in there? Piss? Yeah. You're going to go to Mango Town now? How much piss do you have to drink for it to be poisonous? I think there's no amount. You can drink an infinite amount of piss. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of people who drink piss regularly. Like They think it's like a healthy thing. Mmm. Mangoes I got are, a ripe one. You did? Yeah, I like to have a little bit of that pine needle taste, mm-hmm. like a touch of pine needle. And with mixture of the pine needle with the the thick, almost like pudding-like consistency of the innard. Mm. That's, my, that's my perfect right there. How do mangoes get to be so perfect? I think it's probably God. Mm. Did you have experiences with God growing up? No, but sometimes when I... Um Think about the diversity of fruits and vegetables. It yeah. makes me makes me optimistic about life in the universe. Yeah, I think I tweeted that once. I feel that way about plants a lot of times. <laughs> you see, like a, a super gnarly plant, you're like, "Oh, this is an alien." Yeah, this is definitely what an alien is. The idea that aliens have vi- are going to visit, it's like, "Oh, they're already here. We live among them." True. They're just weird. We just are so used to them that we've forgotten how cool they are. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of bummed that we could never just hop around to different planets that have life on it. Why can't we? I mean, we're right now we're incapable. Well, maybe something will change in five years. <laughs> in five years? How much longer are you thinking you're going to be alive? I mean, in five years, like, the iPhone doesn't even change that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. That is kind of disappointing. The iPhone is really—I'm going to say it, it's only gotten worse. Yeah, I mean— I, I mean, it's like gotten better. Camera. 
But I feel like it's just the thing where the novelty of the first one was so great. There's no step in the evolution that will ever be as good as that first. What oh. if What if we lived in a timeline where every year something big changed? Where we're like, we opened a new wormhole, we found a hundred new planets that are habitable, or, or what do you call it? Um, habitable? Yeah, I, think I, it is. I guess so. And then, um, uh, yeah, we can actually get there really quickly with this rocket. You know, it's just going to take us like three days to get there, and like. It might happen if we <laughs> if we open up like a wormhole or some shit. It might actually happen. I hope so. If we get, if we open up the what, the wormhole, we will be able to do those things you're talking about. That's why I like sci-fi movies because like I get lost in like the what ifs. Yeah, it's pretty cool to to fall down that hole. You know what I get bummed about? Like sci-fi movies are always some like crazy shit. Like we encounter aliens and there's some big fight. I want more movies like that planet hop and kind of like have more of like a fantastical vibe, more like a fantasy genre or like maybe even like a drama or a comedy. But so many big budget alien movies, it's all about like fighting. Well, you got to have the, uh, that's the arc. It's the classic narrative arc. Yeah, we can have other arcs without it being gunplay though. What would be your, describe it, please describe it. Okay. The planet is... 500,000 light years away. We're very far away. But we figured out a new wormhole that could get us there in two and a half days. Two and a half days. The movie title is Two and a Half Days. A young chubby Greek boy named Andrew Andaman Ox visits and finds what is soon to be the love of his life A mango woman. A little mango woman named Chartreuse. She is gifted. She has telepathy. Is that all she's gifted with? She can suck the chrome off your human dick. Oh, I'm a robot. I have a chrome dick. Don't say that. Yeah. (laughs) I actually have a chrome dick. But she's already married. Oh, but she's married on a different planet, though, so it doesn't count, right? It doesn't count, and... Her species allows five different husbands. Oh, what about your species? You're single, though. Yeah. Okay. I'm not Mormon. I can only have one wife. Do I stay? Does he stay? Or do I come home? Do you go? To Earth. You have to pick one. You can't do both. My family's wondering about me. They haven't seen me in a year. His family's wondering about him. It's only been two and a half days, but on Earth it's been 700 years. I can't contact my mom with my iPhone. It doesn't reach the planet Earth from there. Oh, my God. (laughs) I miss you, Mom. Why don't you have relations with that mango woman so you don't miss your mom so much? I do, but... Alien pussy doesn't take away the longing for the love of your mother. Two and a half days coming soon. Andy, come back. To a theater near you. Come back to Earth, my Andy, please. I miss you. Currently has 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's going to change now. We're going to fix that. We're going to put those critics in the fucking grave. True. We're going to put those critics in the grave for saying what they did about my boy. If 
you've ever loved, if you've ever lost, come and see. Two and a half days. Two and a half days brought to you by Sony Pictures Paramount. Now, on a limited release here in Pasadena Playhouse Theater, featuring reclining seats, extra food, and deliveries on a miniature red truck that drives around and drops it off at your feet. And it's so heavy, you can't kick it over. So good luck, assholes. Two and a half days. I miss you. I get what you're saying. That's good. Yeah. I would watch that movie. That was cool. I, I like that. We just played a trailer, everyone, for uh, a movie <laughs> here on Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton featuring my guest today, Andy Milanakis. Yeah. What's, what nicknames have you had in the past? Android. Did everyone call you Milk? No, they call me... Uh, well, I'm going to call you Milk now. Sorry. Okay, I'm Milk. Like milk and Knockers. They call me Milky Tits. Yo, Milky Tits. Say Milk and Knocks. <laughs> hey, Knock Milker. Milk Knockers. My mom calls me Andrico. Andrico. Why does she, she say this to you? <laughs> it's kind of like a Greek nickname. Andrico Mu. Are your, both your parents are Greek, huh? No, just my dad. Oh, but your mom, you just said that she says you're Andrico. Yeah, I mean, she knows a little bit about, you know, Greek. Oh, she Her Greek? husband was Greek. What kind of thing is she? Is she like a uh, non? She's, is she she's Chinese? Itali- she's Italian and Irish. Italian and Irish. Say a couple generations removed, so I don't really yeah. count it, you know? Right. You know when people are like, yeah, yeah, I'm half Italian, and it's like their father's father, 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 father's Tomato. father was like born in New York, but is part Italian. That doesn't really count. No. So my Italian and my Irish side... Shout out to both. I like them both, but yeah. it's kind of a little bit, a few generations removed. Now, my dad's born and raised in Greece, and my whole family on my dad's side still lives there. So You don't get to say to that? Opa! Opa! Adere, blaka! Dikanis, malaka! What's that mean? It means, what's up, jerk off? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but malaka is, it, it, it technically means jerk off, but it's used way more light. They say it for everything. They're like, they say it like every two seconds. Is it like cunt in England? Um, it's like, oh, I you, mean, you bloody cunt. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> cunt is... It's a little harsher. It's not as harsh as cunt, is it? Not as harsh. What's it again? Malaka? Yeah. M-A-L-A-K-A? M-A-L-A-K-A. Malaka. That's weird because I think Malaka probably means a lot of things in a lot of other languages. I feel like I've heard the word Malaka a lot, but definitely... Malaka. What's that mean? It's like, come on, jerk off. Come on, you jerk off. <laughs> so, yeah, you feel like a connection to the Greek stuff, whereas the Irish Italian is so removed. It doesn't yeah. Really matter. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I feel the same way, except I don't have any connection to anything really. So, I'm more just, <laughs> just an American, just an American guy. American dad. American. I'm just an American dad. <laughs> so, sue me. I'm an American dad. I watch that show every day for six hours. That's who I am, an American dad. Do you shop at Costco? Um, no, but I'm going to eventually. Do you ever say, hey, Martha, you got to pick up our daughter. She's at soccer practice. We just talked about soccer practice like an hour ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's weird. Did you play soccer? No. No, I, I did actually see. So mm. I was in deep with that pure Americana of soccer practice, you know. I played football in middle school, but I was like pigeon-toed and everybody was like a foot taller than me. So Did I tell you about this when we were working on the show, on the movie? What? About how I had this memory... I don't remember why. Maybe it was because of you, where you were walking. Maybe you mentioned Pigeon Toe. Mm-hmm. That there was a kid who stayed at our school. Have we talked about this in the podcast before, about being Pigeon Toe being cool? I don't think I have. You told me at the movie, yeah. Yeah, so 
When I was in fifth grade, I think, uh, this is in Minnesota and Rochester. Uh, Rochester, Minnesota is very white. It's like mm-hmm. very, it's also very small. So Is it white or is it white? It's, uh, what's white? White is extra white. I guess it's, it's extra white. It's white. Okay. So it's pretty damn white. Um, and there was a kid, a black kid who moved to town. He was in our class. He started being in our class. He was from Chicago. And he was like a kid, really cool. I think he had older brothers. And, you know, he's from fucking Chicago. Chief so Keith. you're cool already. And he he had like, you know, the classic kind of, um, you know that one Wu-Tang song where it's like, I'll put trademarks on your fucking eyes. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. like, uh, I think it's a. So your asshole clothes will keep feeding you and feeding you. What song is that? That Wu-Tang roll song. Roll the it's dice. Like, it's like, step off it, motherfucker. Uh, Smokey, this ain't your motherfucking message. <laughs> you know that song? Uh, what song is it? I think it's a ghost face or some shit. But that, you know, it's a little kid in there, but he sounds super tough. Mm -hmm. That's who this kid reminded me of who moved to our our, uh, town in winter school. I can't remember his name, but um, he used to walk pigeon toed. And for some reason, everyone thought that was really cool. And my friend Matt LaRusso started doing that as well because he was kind of pigeon toed. So a lot of us would start walking pigeon toed because this one really cool kid from Chicago did it. <laughs> That's really funny. That reminds me of Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. It was definitely like a... I peed my like, pants. <laughs> it's like he, that. He, like, peed his pants to be uh, to make the kid feel less embarrassed. Well, this was the opposite. Was cool. This was like an actual yeah, yeah. cool kid who all of us dorks were trying to be like. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like a metaphor for the country because it's this thing where, like, this kid was probably going through some shit, had, like, a bat, like... If you moved to Rochester from Chicago, you're probably getting away from the badness of Chicago, you know? Yeah. Because Rochester was like a lot of places. People would go to kind of like get away from from nasty shit, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're there. So he probably, you know, I bet he was from a uh, pretty poor family and saw all this heavy shit. But it's like he's the coolest guy. So all these kids who are like really well-to-do want to be like this kid who's from poverty and has probably seen a bunch of violence and shit. Yeah, I always questioned my dad and why we didn't move out of this place in Mount Kisco because it was like filled with bad news. Like you would walk uh, to the basketball court and you'd kick over a, a, a Coors Light can and there would be crack vials in it. Really? Yeah, my best friend got fucking raided. Uh, they battering rammed his door in like three seconds after I left. Was he selling crack? Uh, yeah, they were selling crack out of the apartment. Oh, not him though. Uh well he was kind of helping. He's, he's he was a kid. He was yeah he was, he was like fifteen and Damn. this crack dealer kind of like was using his apartment, but he was also like buying us shit. And when you're when you're like fourteen or fifteen, you have no money. Yeah, and this guy comes in. You don't really think about consequences or trouble. Right. This guy's like taking us to fucking Brooklyn. He's buying us like weed. He's buying us Nintendo games. He's buying us food. We just have this. Guy who's, like, spending hella money on us, and we don't give a fuck. We're 14, mm-hmm. 15. We're not like, oh, someone's going to get in trouble because they're selling crack. We don't give a fuck. You know what, what I mean? What about your parents, though? Did they say anything about that? They didn't know anything about yeah. that. You know what I mean? They caught me, like, high and drunk before, and they were really pissed, but they didn't catch me hanging out with, like, a crack dealer. Um, but, you know, I got in a fight before, and, like, this guy... Uh, the the father of the person that I got was like scuffling with like picked me up by my neck. What? And my mom called the cops on him and like she didn't want to press charges because she thought it would make it worse. Yeah. But like, hey, if we didn't have enough money to like live somewhere dope, that's fine. But 
you would think that there would be some place else to move that was a little less trouble. I don't yeah. Know. Maybe my, my dad, he's crazy Greek, worked in restaurants. He probably worked so many hours, he just mm-hmm. didn't really know what was fully going on, you know? That's interesting. I feel like I had the opposite experience growing up as I was just looking for trouble. Like, can yeah. something cool happen here? Yeah. <laughs> can something, like, dangerous happen at all? Yeah, it's funny. Like when nothing. I look, When I look back on my childhood, I'm not like, oh, man, this was such a struggle living here. I had so much fucking fun. Oh, yeah. I learned so much about different cultures. I learned about fucking music. Mm. Like, there was nothing negative going back into it. I mean, I could see potentially there being some fucked up shit that could have happened that could have been really devastating. But looking back, it's like all fun in my brain, you know? But when, you, when you were back when you were smoking crack? <laughs> I never smoked crack. You never smoked crack? No, sorry. Would you, how come you never smoked crack? I mean, I'm not like asking like, Obviously, there's good reasons not to, but it kind of seems like maybe if you were around a lot, you might actually try it. I've always been scared of drugs. Really? I've except always, for except for like weed. You know, weed and shit like that. And uh, I've tried a couple of pharmaceuticals because I know exactly where it's coming from. Yeah. I know the dose and I know not to fuck around. So I've like, even though it's not the smartest, I've dabbled in that other shit. I, I don't understand people that are so freely taking random fucking powder from a person who got it from another person that they don't know, who got it from another person that they don't know. It's all stepped In on. a shady fucking business. Like, how do you... How do you just be like, okay, oh, you got the fucking molly or you got the whatever, you got the coke, and just, like, go for it. Yeah. To, to like, take that much of a leap of faith that this shit's not going to fucking kill you or fuck you up. People are just crazy. They're so risky. Risky, I guess they're also just really depressed. I mean, it's like a thing. You don't give a shit about what happens to you as long as something happens to you, as long as you get messed. I don't, I think a lot of people are just too stupid to realize that there's, there could be really fucked up consequences. Well, now there definitely can't because of fentanyl. Yeah, I was going to say. All these people are dying because it's just, it's, that shit's crazy too because uh, you can test drugs Mm -hmm. and it'll test clean and you'll still have fentanyl in it because it's, um, such a small particle that can be, it doesn't have to be distributed throughout the entire thing. It can mm-hmm. just be a little, little tiny thing of it. It's, it's crazy how fucking powerful that is. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's nuts. We talked a lot about reggae, but do you like, like so much stuff that I like? I can't believe it. It's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah, when I found out you liked reggae, when you were playing it at the the set, I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? It's like rare to find people who love reggae. A lot of people hate it. Yeah, they're fucking losers. Also, a lot of people think you like it ironically. I'm like, what do you fucking mean? Anytime people are like, what kind of music you like? I'm like, yeah, I, I like reggae. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, man, Bob Marley's cool. That's all they say is Bob yeah, Marley. that's a common thing. I'm like, okay. He is good. Yes, he is good. Nice. <laughs> it's like saying, oh, um, oh, you like guitars? Yeah, I'm a big Cat Stevens fan, too. <laughs> when you're ready, though, I did bring some reggae. What on is the it? List. Well, I'll play it. What is it? I'll search it up on my computer. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard this version, but it's really good. It's Here I Come, Barrington Levy, but it's acoustic version. Here I Where is it available? Just go on YouTube, I guess. Here I Come, acoustic, Barrington Levy? Yeah, the acoustic Here version. Here I Come is, is great. Dude, the acoustic version Here is come, so fucking money. I, I never heard this. Here it is. Here I Come, Barrington Levy, acoustic. Let's see if I don't have an oh. Oh. Is this it? Yeah. Oh, 
Anna into cameras, it's coming to come. Says she didn't have a daughter, she did have a son. She said the lip doesn't work when up the steers and come. And if you don't come quick, you're not gonna see your son. So grab a bunch of poses and I started to run. Here I come. Whoa. Like a lot of songs I can listen to a bunch of reggae songs. He has a whole album with all the songs turned into acoustic. Yeah, I guess I'm looking at the album cover right now. It's called Acoustic Acoustica Levy. Yeah. So it's Acoustica Levy. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, I have to I have to check this out. Yeah, yeah, you'll fuck with it. Because I've kind of been rounding out my reggae stuff lately. I haven't been I've been listening to a lot less. Mm-hmm. I feel like I hit a wall, sort of, you know? Yeah, it, it happened to me. Mm-hmm. Last few years, I haven't been bumping so much reggae. But when I go back to it, I'm like, damn, I miss this shit. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> so, it's so like evocative. There's so much, I don't know, when it's good, it's it feels like you're listening to something that's, um, it's not like... You're liking it just because of the way it sounds. It's yeah. very... Also, I feel like a lot of reggae stuff has elements of other music in it that uh, they manage to weave it in. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll hear, like, just the intro to a song sometimes is just, like, perfect, like a rock steady song. I'm trying to think of one that's like that, where you just... The beginning you know of what, it is so great. You know what really went downhill over the last, like, you know, 10 years? Dance hall. Yeah. The, 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 I, I, I fuck with auto-tune in hip-hop. But, now but the it's... auto-tune in dancehall has, like, ruined dancehall. And a lot of the new styles that have come out, dancehall, is, a lot of it's really garbage. And you go yeah. back to, like, 90s, 80s, 80s or 90s. Well, the 80s is the key. That's the key stuff to me. It's yeah. the best. There's one thing I used to listen to called White Mice that's pretty good. I think the early digital reggae was good. Um, I have to type in White Mice reggae. Otherwise, it won't come up. This shit to me is the first um, digital reggae I heard. I have a friend who likes a lot of really cool stuff, right? And he like turned me out of this. But I didn't start liking it until a few years after I learned about it. This is probably from the 2000s. Oh, it's a shame. Oh, it's a shame. This is like basic replay stuff. Oh, it's a shame. Oh, it's a shame to see my brother's blood all running down the drain. Yeah, if you told me this came out in like music. Or some stuff, the music is so good that the singing doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah. I got a reggae song that I also brought on my list that it feels like some, like, 50s, like, doo-wop type shit. What almost. is it? It's uh, Warrior King, Virtuous Woman. I've never heard of this. Okay. Okay, The, it's the background out. vocals and shit, it just it reminds me of just some old fucking, like... I don't know what type of genre of music. Like doo-wop. Yeah, doo-wop. Yeah. Well, this sounds a bit like early roots, you know? It sounds kind of like the melodians. Yeah. 
and she's essential to his purpose and his mission. A good woman is a glory to a man. She'll never take the power, she'll just make him a better man. Every great man. Is he gonna say something like, she does a good job washing the dishes? <laughs> There's so much reggae where it's like, uh, you know, it's like a. Because there's a lot of reggae that's very, uh, what's it called? Sexist. Yeah, sexist. Very homophobic. Um, homophobic. There's less homophobic stuff, in, but I feel like the stuff I listen to has a lot of. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't want to burn all my songs right away, but there's right. another song I'm really excited to show you if, if you haven't heard. You know how like dancehall reggae yeah. artists, a lot of them, they go through the phase of being like homophobic. Yeah. They go through the phase of being a gunman. Blah blah right. blah. And then, all of a sudden, five years later, ten years later, you hear them talking about Ja and love. Yeah. Do you notice that there's a lot of change in dancehall artists? See, to me, I don't think I've noticed it as a progression, because I think I maybe haven't followed, I don't follow the their change. Okay. But it's definitely a thing. So, yeah, it's definitely a thing. So, Anthony B, you know who Anthony B yeah. is, right? Anthony B has a song about how DJs, which are like dancehall right. artists. Like singers. Cool. Yeah clean up their career right. and repent and start spitting about more like love and God yeah. instead of guns and homophobia and bullshit like that. So it's called, uh, it's Anthony B. It's called Repentance Time. Repentance. And, and it's really cool because... He's making fun of it. No. He's not making fun of it, he's calling he's it out. He's talking about like baptizing these dancehall artists oh, okay. and helping them repent and find God. And he like takes a little of their style. when me baptize Beanie Dunga, Duns River, when me dip him to with monkey that dip on the dip him three times in the water, and then he starts spitting some of his lyrics. It's funny because, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of self righteousness in um, some of the Rasta reggae stuff that I don't yeah. totally get down with. Yeah, true, true. It's so serious. You know, I got early B. Early B. Early B to me is the perfect combination of, of a like a righteous Rasta and a guy who's got like kind of funny lyrics, but also mm. killer. This to me is one of my favorite reggae songs of all time. Now I love us all tight, doctor again. I am silent and killer to all the people who treat the man in some way. Down to know the girl in the one days last day. One time riches, one time love. No funny trick, say you like a trick. No, this is the doctor, we come like a fish. The tribe we may come from that are Joseph. You know the doctor ain't no rush, no chick. Shopping clean and cook up my favorite dish. The first thing make it by the This is like Yellow Man era? Yeah. Sounds like Yellow Man style, like magic. This is early, early beat. He also uses the whole time, it's da 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 da. Everything he does. Is the same way. Yeah, I used to listen that's to him those, so much. That's, that's yellow, yellow man. Yeah, and also Billy Boyo kind of mm. grew up under Yellow Man and right. spit the same shit. Like uh, eleven plus eleven at that twenty-two. My favorite nut 
data cashew. I like the taste of it when it goes through you. I ate so much of pizza that I gotta go poo. I gotta go home, but I don't know what to do. I ain't got no car, and my friend got no room. So where I gonna stay? Cause I got a late night. I gotta get up, catch an early flight. I got so much mango, and they hanging off my hair. It's so fucking sticky. Oh, how do you dare say that fucking stink when I'm clean as a dog? I go outside, and it's too much the fog. I can't see nothing cause the air is so thick. Oh my god, I have to guide by using my dick. I stick it out in front of me like a testing pole. If it hits something hard, then the area I don't go. I take it to the left. I take it to the right. I dig a little tunnel and I sleep there all night. You can do it forever though. It's like a yeah. thing where like, because the cadence is so slow, you only have to rhyme two words. You can just like, I would just in the car constantly just be doing early B, da-da-da-da. Yeah. You know what that guy some of that to, gets Some of that gets a little bit monotonous after a while. See, you know I think I mean? to me I like the monotony because I like a lot of house music. I mm-hmm. used to be into that. I like the stuff that's got the real repetitive nature. Yeah. And to me, Toyon and Early B, Early B definitely, I don't know, like you fall into kind of hearing that sound. Yeah. And it feels like... And it's kind of addictive. But yeah. then after a while, I kinda, I'm kind of like, all right, I yeah. need something to mix it up. Like... um I don't know, like some some reggae that just kind of like just doesn't stick to it and just like mixes it up. Right. Like you know, I know you said you didn't like Super Cat, but you actually took it back. I I didn't like Eka Mouse. Yeah, I can't Super, stand Eka Mouse. Super, Super Cat fucking rips. So Super Cat has a song called "Nuff Mana Dead." Nuff Mana like, Dead, and it's just like I'm not sure anymore. Do you, do you know much patois? At my door, door places that I knew, and it's just like. It's just kind of like not really a normal. How many more will have to suffer? How many more will have to die? This is a question. No, this is probably a different version of it. Oh yeah, try. Just Excuse type me. Enough mana dead. You'll Enough find mana it. dead. This it. Yeah, it's kind of like sing songy and like different style. Got that classic digital piano. Yeah. Well, I can't play more than 30 seconds of it, you know what I mean? It's like, don't play too much of it. Yeah. This is great. The super cat I like a lot more is um, there's one something like Gone in New York, I think. Oh, what is it? It's New York. Super Cat, New York. This, yeah, Dance in New York. This to me is the best. But this again, much more repetitive. I think I just like the repetitive shit a lot. Because this he goes like this. He goes. What are Bim. Bim. Do you know what Bim means? Well, I think it's just like I don't know either. Effect. What about there's some other word that gets said a lot that I don't know what it means, but I feel like it has to mean more than just a sound. What? Um, Bim is the one for sure. You think Bim is just a sound? Yeah. Just Bim. 
Yeah, it's kind of like almost like a different type of way of doing a gunshot. Bam, buh. How about buh? That's yeah, obviously a sound. Just like a gunshot. See, I thought Bem had a meeting. I don't think so, no. Do you know any Rastas or any Jamaicans? Yeah. I used to I used to spin records in the fucking Bronx. Oh, man. <laughs> Andy, why are you so cool? <laughs> Dude, my, I, um, I was into reggae because, like I said, where I grew up, there was so much hip-hop around me, yeah. but I listened to the radio a lot. And then every Sunday on uh, KISS FM, I think it was 98.7 at the time. This is my Ryan Seacrest here. Come on, you want no time, don't you know? <laughs> KISS FM, I'm going to pay the bills now, don't you know? Come on, number nine car, uh-huh. I get the pay, bill paid. Bumba clot. Bumba clot. Two shots for your bumba hole. Two shots to the face. Rest in peace now, uh-huh. don't you know? Back where I come from, Seacrest out. <laughs> yeah. So was, I think it was Bobby Condors and, and Jabba. Bobby Condors and Jabba. Shabba ranks? No, Jabba. Oh, Jabba, not uh, Shabba. Shabba. So he, um, yeah, every Sunday they played reggae. Mm-hmm. I got really into it. And I was a hardcore reggae fan. I, yeah, I was listening to like Shabba and all early dance hall. And then I had a job at Kinko's, and there was this Jamaican guy that worked there. And we oh, this instantly, is good. We instantly started talking about reggae. And, um, is he a Rasta or just a reggae? Just a Jamaican guy? No, just a Jamaican guy. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I went over his house. We played music and shit. His mom loved me, so like every day, he, you know, most people just went to eat like next door at Subway or mm-hmm. pizza. He went home every day on his lunch break and ate awesome Jamaican food. And Damn. every single day, his mom made me a huge plate of Jamaican food to bring back because she loved me. <laughs> what kind of stuff was it? It was like plantains, fucking uh-huh. rice and peas, curry goat, yeah. jerk chicken. Oxtail, every fucking fish tea. No, no, no fish tea, but everything you could imagine, pretty much. Um, so like, yeah, I would just like he would go on his lunch and he would just bring yeah. back this like fucking four pound fucking thing for Damn. me every day. Um, and the um, we started fucking around. He actually, I, I was, started, I was mean fucking around. What's that mean? We started fucking around, like playing music okay. and stuff. <laughs> different things. Yeah, yeah. we started kissing so, in the back. No, no, no. We're fooling, we're fooling around. No, so, uh, yeah, I was really into dancehall, and he kind of put me on to, like, the Sizzlas, the Anthony B's, yeah. and more Roots and Conscious shit, and, um, I, you know, I had Technique 1200s, I had a mixer, I was really into it, I wasn't, like, trying to, like, do it as a living, I just loved playing music, Yeah. so, um... You know, I, I used to go to Moody's Records in the Bronx. That place is the best. Yeah. I've been there once, maybe. Moody's is like the, that's like the quintessential reggae store, yeah. right? So I I've think been I've been there. What's the name of the town it's in? It's in like a little... It's in the Bronx. It's on like White Plains Road, I think. Yeah. Um, I went there recently, like last year for the first time. Really? So I I'm used pretty to, sure. I didn't know it was still open. So Jeez I spent, fucker. I used to spend... <laughs> I used to spend all... Why are you mad? I, I used to well, go... Well, just one of those things where like... It's so funny, something that's such an institution, it was just there for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah, You were just in it. You weren't, like, thinking yeah. about it as anything else. Oh, this is Moody's Records. No, I spent, I spent thousands of dollars there. I used to buy all the rhythm records on 45, and I bought every artist on every rhythm. So Are you was, serious? Yeah, yeah. I spent wow, all my money man. there all the time. I think I haven't been to Moody's. I think I've been to a different store in the Bronx. It was right by the L train, right, mm. right under the, the L. I think it's different, but I think I maybe Moody's was closed or some shit. But so yeah, we played some, we played some Bronx parties and shit like bash. No, I've been to Moody's. Sorry, I've been there. <laughs> okay, and the you know the big Rastas with the fucking the walking sticks would yeah. come up to me. 
I'm like I'm like playing like Sizzla. I'm like beat I'm like beat matching because it's right? like the same rhythm and you're on two turntables. How old were you at this point in time? Um, I was probably like uh, twenty. Hey man, why you play this hardness now? Now that yeah, they're like, white boy, what you know about reggae man? And they like hand me plates of like curry, or, like fucking jerk chicken. Yeah, they're like. They have like a forty ounce, and they have like a couple holes on the top of the fucking forty ounce, and they're just spraying beer on the jerk chicken on the what? barbecue. Oh. It's just like so good, dude. God. Uh, yeah, man, I, I'm so happy I grew up in New York though, because I, I have, uh, a I learned a lot, like my whole childhood and and everything I learned about like different cultures and music is because of New York. There's a lot of Irish people in that area too. Where in the Bronx? In the Bronx, really. Yeah, that same area, not that same area exactly, but I have a friend who lives in the Bronx. He lives not that far from Moody's, but I think it's like further up or, you know, Woodlawn? Woodland. Yeah. Oh, he, Woodlawn. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Actually, lives in it might Woodlawn. Be, it, might be consider, it might be called Woodlawn. When yeah, I was there, um, I remember going to the train to take it back to the city, and I was on the platform, and some guy comes up to me and says, excuse me, do not fist the train to the city here. <laughs> just some like young guy wearing track pants, like a gold chain. You know, some like like thuggish Irish dude. Yeah, yeah. Like all these Irish accents all around me. I'm like, I'm in fucking New York. Isn't Woodlawn like close to Fordham? I don't, dude. I don't know, bro. Like, let's look up right now on Google Maps. Okay, let's see. I see where this yeah, is. Yeah, I know Woodlawn. It's like part. What? I live in fucking Woodlawn. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually uh, it's right. By Wakefield, it's southeast Yonkers, kind of, I guess. Uh, okay. Honestly, I don't really know. It's all the same to me. But either way, there's a ton of Irish people who live there. And it's just right by, this is really close to to the, the Jamaican area of the Bronx, which is mm. kind of like the whole fucking Bronx, right? Yeah. The Bronx is super Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are parts of, like, Brooklyn that are too, but the Bronx had... To yeah. me, the best Jamaican food and like the most Jamaican people I've ever seen were in the Bronx. Were in the Bronx. So, how long did you do that stuff where you were playing all those forty fives? You know, like all, playing all that reggae. Um, I was doing that until I started getting like kind of like more career type jobs. Yeah, like it, like that was my dead end phase. Like I I, I worked at a retail store, which I relate to this this the show that you're on. Oh yeah, Superstore. Super I used to work in a store just like that, like a big box to, store. Yeah, I used to work in in the electronics department, and then I was a lead cashier, and I liked. Ooh, uh, you were a lead cashier. Yeah, yeah. You were a lead cashier. Well, I it was like I worked at the service desk, so I like they like trusted me with the keys, and like yeah. I opened up the store, and I had to put all the money away at the end of the night, which I don't know how they trusted me at such an early age, but uh, but hey, we trust you, okay, Andy. We so yeah. Like so I had a lot of jobs. It was like pumping gas, busboy, uh, the retail store, uh, Blockbuster Video. Went to Blockbuster? Yeah. <laughs> in New York, in the in Bronx. The, no, no, no. This is like this is like thirty minutes away from the Bronx. Okay. But and then I worked at Kinko's where I met the Jamaican guy. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. And then I worked in the computer department at Kinko's, and I was just kind of like. I dropped out of high school while I was learning a lot about computers. You dropped out of high school, huh? Yeah. Why'd you do that? I was a fuck up, and I didn't care. I didn't think about any consequences. And I just but I didn't just, you want your parents like you can't drop out of high school? Yeah, they tried a lot of different things. Really? It just didn't work. And I, I I dropped out, and I I did get my GED because I wanted I wanted to 
I, I while I was dropping out, I was doing a lot of bad shit on the computer. I was learning a lot about computers, but I was doing some bad shit too. Like hacking? Yeah, like kind of like kitty hacking, not real hacking. But like stealing credit card information and shit? No, I wasn't stealing credit cards, but... It's okay, you can tell me. I was like fucking with accounts and stealing like tons of AOL accounts and right? uh, doing a little script kitty shit, bullshit. And the FBI came to my house. Oh. Um, and... Yeah, they... The FBI I, came to your house, they knocked on the door? Well, I got home. <laughs> I got the home. FBI. And, I got home, and my dad's usually friends with just, like, kind of crazy Greeks, so I saw, yeah. like, a nice car and, like, these guys in suits, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So they asked me a bunch of questions. I kind of, like, you know, I told them some truths, some half-truths, and they wanted to seize my computer. But do you know they were asking you questions because you were in trouble, so you were yes. kind of, like... You're playing them a bit. Yes. Right. That's your computer. They tried to seize my computer, and my dad said, no, we need a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of like, I I made a strong move. I said, Dad, if they take my, if they go away now and wait till I get a lawyer, it's going to make us look guilty because then I could delete everything on my computer when they leave. They... They heard me say that, and they just left, and they didn't take my computer, and I never heard from them again. But Why? I think they'd be the opposite. They would be like, I want to take it because of what you just said. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But they left. They didn't touch my computer. You were a minor? Uh, no. I was actually over 18. So how did you get into like kind of the whole, that whole nefarious, I don't want to say like netherworld, but like, you know, that's like a different, different world. It's like, it, was it because it was just around you? I mean, the internet was so fucking ripe and fresh. Yeah. It was like fucking crack, dude. And I never smoked crack. Mm-hmm. So I did the internet instead. Because back then it was kind of the Wild West. This was digital crack, dude. Are yeah. you kidding me? Going from just playing like Nintendo to having fucking connection with all these people on mm-hmm. the internet was such a fucking rush. And I just like, I don't know, I went down the fucking crazy rabbit hole and while I was doing that, I was, like, skipping school and just fucking up. Um, so I knew so much about computers. Uh, after working at Kinko's, I went to, like, uh, an offset of Skidmore College, which was only the technical version to get some computer certificates. Mm-hmm. And I knew so much about computers by the time. Our final, like, exam basically was there was 20 computers, and they were all broken on purpose, Software-wise. You, you hacked them and you made them uh, do something crazy. No, no, no. There was 20 of them. They're all broken on purpose, and all we had to do is go and fix each one, and then they would the teacher would come and break it again for the next person to do it. With like a hammer? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, like, I like fixed all 20 computers and the bonus computer and, like, the second best fixed only, like, 14. Nice. So I was, like, super nutted. Mm-hmm. Um... And then after I did that, I started taking uh, interviews uh, with, like, and I worked my way up from help desk to desktop support to computer security to being, like, a network admin just because I had, like, a lot of computer knowledge. Was that something where you liked computers a lot because it felt like a thing where, you know, you have, like, a lot of control? That's like a, I mean, a lot of people Are get into computers. Are psychoanalyze me? Yeah. Good, because you're right. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. No, I honestly don't know. I it was it was so. You just loved addictive. it. You love you loved it. Yeah, it was so. Addictive. It's almost like a game, right? Because you're even though it's not a game, it is a game because you're learning how to manipulate these things, and you can like you can get a lot of cool stuff out of it if you practice. Yeah, 
And like when I lived in the in the like uh, ghetto ass little pocket of Mount Kisco, mm-hmm. I was outdoors every day. I was hanging out. Uh, you know, I got into bad shit too. But then like once I moved out of there, uh, I think when I moved from there to Katona, it was like there was nobody hanging out. Oh. There wasn't like this. It, like I lived in an apartment complex with tons of people and playgrounds and like. People I could see every day. People I could hang out with every day. And when I lived in Katona, it was just kind of like, who the fuck is here? Yeah. And then, you know, then that's when I dove into the internet. Did you ever get in any run-ins with the mob? I mean, I am the mob. Okay, no. so how did you get in the mob? Well, Tell I, just, us. I just applied. Really? You comply with a computer, right? Because you yeah. know computers are hard to let you in. It's like, hey, we yeah. need a computer guy. We can't figure this out. Yeah, if you get into LinkedIn... And you could just like find other mafia. That's members. the mob, isn't it? Yeah. Mafia's LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that's a reason I stayed off LinkedIn, but I, I had an instinct. Hate LinkedIn. Wait, you do? No way. <laughs> you hate LinkedIn? Yeah, every time I see a link to it, I'm like, no, dude. More like linked LinkedIn. out, bitch. I want to make you a LinkedIn T-shirt. Don't do it. Why not? Would you wear it if I made you like a LinkedIn? They have a logo. Oh god, my watch just cried. They have a logo. <laughs> They do have a logo. It's just N, the word N. I mean, Such a stupid logo. Ironic t-shirts in 2019. <laughs> not if it's, it's not ironic. I guess <laughs> it's sort of ironic, but I don't know. I don't think irony really exists anymore. At least not in terms of that. <laughs> it's like to say you hate, I mean, I guess LinkedIn would be ironic, but sometimes I think irony is, I like the idea that something is not so much ironic, but you're acknowledging, oh yeah, I'm a part of this thing. But even though it's terrible, I can't really pretend to extricate myself from it. It's like, we have to have, we can only use renewable energy. It's like, well, you know you're not only using renewable energy. You have to realize you're part of the problem too, kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, Twitter activists. (laughs) Exactly. I guess that's sort of it, what I'm going for. (laughs) Those are the worst. But you're on Twitter a lot. I'm on Twitter a lot. I just like to write silly shit. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I feel like people who are just not that knowledgeable try to like verbal diarrhea on everybody's timeline. Or you learn a little something and you think you know everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I got this tap, baby. What does it say? Only the madman is absolutely sure. And that's Robert Anton Wilkins, you said? Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. Yeah, dude. He's dope, though. I I mean, the quote is so simple, but I really fuck with it. Because so many people that are fucking crazy are just... So sure of their fucking yeah. opinion that they want to stamp it as a fact. It's like, yeah. it's gross to even listen to. The smartest people know how stupid they are. Yeah, true. Smart people are like, all the best musicians I know, this is what they say. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not that good. I just play a, I play a little drums. It's like, dude, you're a fucking destroy it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, but I've seen, I've seen this guy do it and he's, you know, he's way better than me. It's like, okay. I, you know what I mean? People who are, Really is good it at modesty something. though, or is it fake modesty? It's actually a name for that this phenomenon. There's a thing. A lot of times, people who are really bad at something think they're great. Uh, it's called. It's a paradox. It's some sort of a thing. It has a name. It has to do with. Uh, it has some cool name. You can say. But basically, it mm. means that you know, game recognize. It's not game recognizes game. It's just if you are really good at something, you know how far the thing goes. So you know you're not great at it. So yeah. you're humble about your... It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. That's what it's called. Okay. 
Yeah, and if you're... I like that, just knowing that you're not even close to the top because there is no top kind of thing. Yeah, but if you're like, oh, man, I'm the best soccer player. Yeah. And then you... It's because you just had some success, but you don't realize... You don't know enough about it to know how good you can be. Yeah. It's like almost like like beginner's luck in a way. It's like when ego and uh, ignorance get married. Yeah. It's the perfect marriage of ego and ignorance. Yeah. I feel that. So my favorite people are ego and ignorant. <laughs> so you never been in the mob, really? No, I haven't. I feel, like I, I feel like you'd have a story like, oh, there's a guy I knew. Turns out he did this. Turns out he was like a, a hit man. Turns out he was like a, a I mean, I met a guy. A who, fixer. Like, I met a guy who uh, eventually, I think, killed his wife. Oh, really? Um, but I kind of, I already knew he was a little wacky. He oh. was always a little off when I... Met him a few times. That's not a mob thing. It's more like a, a murderer, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, someone told me, like, you remember this guy, blah, blah, blah. I used to, used to see him at this club, and you used to talk to him at the club a lot. Yeah, Johnny he TikTok. Like, he's like, yeah, that guy fucking killed his family or something. I was like, whoa. But you have been in, a, in and around a lot of people who are not made, but they're like these people who they live in the, um, it's like not the, what do I want to call it? Like sort of the underground, right? Mm-hmm. There's like there's kind of an underground community everywhere, and a lot of times it's mainly in big cities. And a lot of times it's associated with drugs and associated with music, where it's a thing where things are different. It's not the same set of rules. It's like a which is similar to the mafia, but I feel like yeah, you, know, you could say the rap community is that it's, it's I mean, tangential. I'm not, I'm not violent at all, but I always like have these weird scenarios in my head. Like, what if someone fucked with someone I really love? Yeah, or my family. Like, they're fucking done. <laughs> so you just said it though. So you're like, you said that you said that like a mobster. That that fucking done. That done. I mean, I would never. I would be so scared to try to pull that card, but I like, I would have to, right? You should tell that story you told me. The one about the the agent. Oh can my you tell god! That? Yeah, we can tell that. Okay. Some fucking. Some Hollywood agent. First time I interacted with this guy, I was, like, almost blackout drunk at mm-hmm. this club. I was walking around, and he, like, ran into me, and he just started, like, putting me down. Not even lighthearted. Just, like, he just started, like, throwing out, like, crazy insults on me. And I was, like, so out of it and drunk. I'm like, who the fuck is this douchebag? And I, I just kind of, like, walked away from it. Like, a couple months later, I'm at... uh me and my friends are with some fucking Hooters waitresses. <laughs> not at Hooters? Not at Hooters. Not at Hooters. That's a, that's an important fact. <laughs> yeah, we scooped them up. We scooped the birds up. No wow. pun intended. And we went from Hooters. We went, I don't know if we are at Hooters that day. Or this is already remember. mafia shit already. I so we like were with some Hooters girls. And then we went to, uh, we went to this sushi place that had karaoke right. in Hollywood. And I saw the guy again, and I wasn't drunk this time. And I was with a bunch of my boys, and a lot of them were from, like, Boston. They're, like, some real motherfuckers. And they, they got these Hooters around. waitresses around. Yeah. So they're peacocking. So, so these guys, the, so this fucking agent came up to me again. I don't even know if he was a real agent or some fucking fake. He starts dissing me again, and he starts putting me in down again. And I'm like... <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? He goes, what, man? I'm an agent, man. You're you're fucking, you do comedy. You should be able to take this shit. And, like, 
I like walked up to him with a full bottle of Heineken. And I've never gotten into a hardcore fight in my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to play the tough guy in this story at all. I was shaking because I was really close to smashing this guy in the fucking head with the bottle. And as I was standing there, like, considering it, someone came up to me and said, yo, what's up, Andy? I haven't seen you in a while, blah, blah, blah. So kind of like my brain snapped and it diffused it for a second, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay. Um, you know, the karaoke was still going on. People were, like, loosely paying attention to it. So I went up to the um, guy who was running the karaoke, and I got on the mic. And I was like, yo, what's up? And, like, the guy was, like, around. It was, like, a small area in this sushi place. So I go, yo, this is for Hollywood blank. I can't even say it. Say a bad word. Bad word. That talked too much shit. And then I proceeded to fucking, like, eight-mile freestyle diss this guy. You want to beat? I mean, I can't, no, because I can't do it justice. I was so, I was so filled with rage that, like, I can't believe I didn't mess up, but I was, like, I was murdering this guy. Right. And it developed a semicircle of, like, people watching me destroy this guy. And I put the mic on the mic stand. Everybody was laughing. And right as I put the mic at the mic stand, the guy walked up to me and he grabbed the mic and he started like talking shit to me. Like he wasn't, he couldn't rap because he was some fucking like. And he sucks. He's so dumb that he continues to suck. He's, you, he's a piece of poop on the windshield. He uh. didn't even attempt to rap. Really? He was okay. just like, he was just like, yo, whatever, you fucking blah, 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 blah. And the fucking DJ just turns his mic off. Right. So after that, he walked away. He didn't start any shit with me. He just walked away. Now it's getting real. And then I started talking to some other people. And as I was talking to other people, he left. He walked outside. My friend fucking knocked. He had a Kango hat on. My friend knocked his Kango hat off Mm -hmm. and proceeded to beat the shit out of the guy (laughs) and his friend. This is the Boston guys. The Boston guys. The fucking Boston guys. Just... Beat the bloody shit out of this guy. He got it. My friend had like a fucking knuckle that was bulging. He punched (laughs) this guy so hard. And after he beat him to the ground, he fucking spit in the guy's face. And then we all like fucking, like they came to get me because I didn't even see the fight. Yeah. And they just, yo, Andy, we gotta go. And so we just ran down and we got in a fucking car and left. That's mobster to me, man. That sounds like some good fellas shit. He got doubly fucked. He got like... He got dissed publicly, and Andy then he got, got his, his ass kicked. But it's all because of you. You made you beat him up, man. I mean, shit. If it was me, I wouldn't have been able to do shit. I ain't a fighter. I've never got any retribution like that. It sounds pretty fun. It was definitely like movie yeah. like. It like it went perfectly. Maybe you saved that guy's life because now he's he's uh, he shuts his tra- he shows more respect to people. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think a lot I of mean, times people will get what's coming to them, and it's really good for them. It's good to I get, agree. like, checked. Like, oh, you can't do this, and someone's going to call you out. So yeah. if, some, if no one calls you out in your bullshit ever, you just double down on it because you don't know, know any better. And that's why there's so many creepy fucking yeah. rich people because they never get told no Yeah, because they're surrounded by yes men. Right. They never get fucking taken down and spit on and have their kangle knocked off. <laughs> Not, I thought some rap your day was thought with kangle on back. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. 
It would you would have liked it, Andy. You would have liked it. Andy. I would have liked that shit. You would have liked this rap I had. I think you would have liked it a lot. You're done, kid. Kid, you're fucking done. Now you just can't leave. You can't do this anymore, okay, kid? You're just done. <laughs> you're just done, all right? There's nothing more for you here. Take your fucking mangoes and go put them in your shine box, okay? Get your fucking shine box, kid. Get your shine box here. I got some fucking cocaine. I'm going to do it in front of you. You're on your you're shine box. you kidding me? Hey. You trying to scumbag me? Oh, you trying to roll up on me? You trying to scumbag me? You trying to take a poo-poo on my poo? What, dude? You came over? You didn't even bring me. You what, you fucking flat lever? You didn't even flush. Jesus Christ. You fucking flat lever? <laughs> I really thought when you said that first that it meant like a, a lever that was flat, <laughs> so you couldn't use it like a pry bar. Like, it's got no bend on the tip. You can't pry nothing with that. I told Johnny my favorite Brooklyn slang I ever heard was like, when you leave someone flat, like, what, you took Johnny to the movies and you didn't call me, you fucking flat lever? There's a great <laughs> Mark you Twain. Le- you left the yeah. person flat. <laughs> you flat left me. There's a great Mark Twain insult. He calls someone a flathead, <laughs> which I fucking love that. I think like it's the one thing you can call someone now. You'll always be able to call them to call them dumb. Like, I'll say, oh, man, that guy's a real fucking flathead. <laughs> I like that. Because I just think about someone with a head that's flat. <laughs> like, you know nothing's going There's on no there. There's no brain inside. Yeah. Fucking flathead. Fucking flat lever. Yeah, man. I'm a fucking flat lever. Can we play one of your rap songs to sure. to maybe kind of wrap things up? Is no there anything pun talk intended. O- yeah, wrap things up with a W and an R. Okay. I want to play one of some of your music, too. All right. Uh, You're on oh, Spotify, right? Yeah. yeah. How about we play... I started doing, like, uh, auto-tune shit because I want to, like, do, like, melodic songs, but, like, as a joke. Yeah. So I made a song called Drake Songs. I see. It's a whole album, right? Uh, oh, it's just one no, song. No, just one song. Should I play it? Yeah, sure. You got anything people coming out that people want, you want people to be aware of? Uh, there's a lovely movie I'm in with this guy, Johnny Pepper. Yeah, that's not going to be out for a while, though. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Maybe. Oh, you're going you're gonna to do some poker soon, right? Yeah, I'm going to Reno in a couple of days. God, I want to play tournament poker, man. I want to learn to do it. Yeah, let's do it, man. We'll Someday. Play. This already sounds like Drake. I didn't know what it could have been. The things it did was so not concept, my friend. The concept of the song is girls like blowing me while listening to Drake's music. <laughs> she liked to suck me up to Drake's songs. Oh my songs. God. We pawn and we stay gone. She liked to suck me up to Drake's songs. It is slow motion to Drake's songs. She liked to suck me up to Drake's songs. Did you make this beat? No. Who made it? Uh, Rex Kudo. You got like a guy who can just ask for a beat? Yeah, I got a bunch of guys. It is slow motion to Trey Song. She won't give me head cause it's just too quiet. I said it's better, but she just don't buy it. In studio! Take care of views from the six. When she's sucking this, she thinks her drink's dick. It's all good, that's my bro, yo. I'ma make this bitch face look like bro, yo. Bitches don't like me, man. She wanna come over, suck dick and chill. She likes to suck me up to Drake songs. I'm trying to make you do solo. She likes to suck me up to Drake songs. It is slow motion to Drake songs. She likes to suck me up to Drake songs. We pawn falls and we stay. Is the music video sucking off? She likes to suck me up to Drake songs. Slow motion to trace songs. I know it's all fun and these hoes are fake. Nothing was the same when she called me Drake. Tattoo on my dick. 
I know you won't hate It says if you're reading this, it's too late I want to hear like a remix of this where you've got like some really hard ass rapper doing a verse like I used to suck, do we? You know what I mean? Like, I've, something about that when there's like a super hard middle verse, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. P and B Rock said he fucked with it. He wanted to do really? a verse off. It never happened. Cool. You get Rich Brian to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know him? I don't know. I, I talked to him on Twitter once. But I don't you know, know everybody. You know everybody in the game. No, I'm not because knows all the rappers. <laughs> everybody's plugged in. Everybody knows Millie K. <laughs> Mil- Yo, little Millie K. Just make six figures every day. Hey. Popping on the bed, face down like he's what? I'm not going to say it. Cause <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, this was really fun, man. Yeah, it was super fun. I we like should it. talk more about food. We can talk more oh, about yeah. it again. Ritual, yeah, this is a song called El Chapo by Anime Onakis and Greek Goddix. <laughs> Greek Goddix. I thought it was like Greek was Goddess. Greek Goddess. I hit my boy Greek. He got bitches in his weed. Then I Here's the church, here's the steeple. That's the old kid's game, your kid's lame. He's sucking on that cocaine. When I watch Star Wars, I watch out for Han Solo who shoots Greedo. Oh, shit. Greedo, I'm more like Jabba the Hutt. I'm robbing you, slut. Hey. <laughs> robbing the hood, big bud. I gotta, I'm done. I'm done. I can only rhyme where the beat's at. Bye, Andy. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you, man. Peace, bro. Peace. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.